we fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. So this guy, this guy's a psychopath. No, he invited all the Josh Swains in the and world fought. and they fought for the like, honor. Like fist fight? Uh, everyone else has to change their name. You have, you have a year to prepare. Good luck, he said in a Facebook message to fellow Josh Swains. How is this nice news? This guy's a psychopath. <laughs> I don't know. Well, welcome back to another episode of Post Lunch. My name is Anthony Jen, and um, what a great day to be alive, right, Kevin? I was just telling you that earlier today, how much I love my life here in Central Florida. That's cool that you like you talked really canned right there, but that's fine. You don't actually canned? Yeah, I feel like no, 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 no. What are you talking about? I told speaking you earlier of, at lunch today how much I love my life here. Speaking of canned, yes. We went to lunch. This show's called Post Lunch, and it's not, we don't, this isn't a food review show. It's just the conversations we have after lunch. We happen to be people who love food, and so we review the food that we had for lunch. Right. But that's not what this show is about. It's not what the show is about, but it, it definitely is based around it to some degree, isn't it? I don't think so. Not one bit. It's just like a, a bit that we have at the beginning. Anyways, we went to this place today in Maitland, Florida. Maitland. Maitland. Which is a fitting topic, the way that the title is, for later on in the segment. Anyways... We went to this restaurant called Houndstooth Eatery. No, Houndstooth Kitchen and Eatery. Okay, which I guess implies that it, the kitchen's for sale, like a rental. Why would you have to put kitchen? Of course you have a kitchen at a restaurant. I think it's just a trendy, like, cool thing for people to say. Okay, so we walk up. I was feeling good because the vibes were nice. Yeah. We walk up, bunch of old people outside. Nothing against yeah. old people. No. But it was a lot of old people there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you casually leaned over and said, hey, how was it? I scared the bejesus. Yeah. That's not a bad word, right? Bejesus? No. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I scared that guy so much. I was like, hey, so how was it? He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think I was that loud. So um, they're like, it's so great. Yeah. Which was a good start. Sunny. Yes. By the way, you might hear some laughter to the side. There's a third person in the room right now. But we're not going to tell you who they are yet. Okay, soon, after the lunch debrief? Yeah. Because she did not go with us to lunch. Okay. All right. Um, By the way, I just want to say, Houndstooth Kitchen and Eatery, eatery might be my least favorite word on the planet. (laughs) I've never liked the way it sounds. It's When people say, yeah, I'm looking up an eatery for us to go to tonight, it's just like, It sounds very wally. Like the, eatery. the people that are on the Wally chairs go to eateries. They go to eateries. Yeah. It reminds me of um, Golden Corral. Like that's an eatery to me. I feel like I would rather go to a place called like Houndstooth Feeding Trough than eatery. If I said we're going to lunch today and we're going to an eatery or we're going to a dive, what would you be able to uh, Dive. All day, right? I love dives. Okay. Diner or eatery? Diner. Right? Yeah. Hole in the wall or eatery? Hole in the wall. Hot dog stand or eatery? <laughs> Bro, there's actually a pretty good hot dog stand that a friend of ours took me to. We're I gonna, forgot yeah. what it was called. It was very good. There's some good hot dog stands in Central Florida. Any, at any rate, um, it smelled really good in there, like essential oils. When I walked in, I was like, well, it smells good in here, guys. Mm-hmm. Teak. It smelled like teak. Okay. I don't know. It was nice. It was good. It, it was it was nice. The people, the guy's face when I said it smells good in here is like, okay. It's like, bro, are you all right? Um... First red flag. Guys, listen. Listen to me. It wasn't good. 
Anyways, so we get there and I look at the menu. You look at the menu. They, they have a little cold case there and had the like pasta salads and potato stuff. And the names were intriguing. We got like a barbecue potato salad. Yes. Look at the menu. $12 for a sandwich. That was my first like, oh, halt. But really? You, yeah. You know, but like. But sandwiches are $12 now for a good sandwich. I just hate that. It shouldn't be that. Yeah, but that's what it is. But it shouldn't be that. But that's not a knock on this place for having a $12 sandwich. It's not until you eat the sandwich and you're like, this was not a $12 sandwich. Yeah, here's the thing. It's a mom and pop place. I, I It's it's family owned, or at least these two people own it. So I'm not going to knock this place hard. Um, I would not say don't go visit House You said two. you would never go back. Let's was, tell the truth. All, but Let's that was between you and me. That was not supposed to be for the pod. But we have to help these people, man. Listen, I would not not recommend it. I would not say this is not a one or a two on Yelp. It's not. Now, technically, on Yelp, it's almost a five. For 113 people reviewed it, and it was like four and a half stars. You know what? It was so, all those grannies and grandpas out front. Yeah, but grannies and grandpas usually know good food. Hopefully. Here's the other thing. It's it's just, I, I don't want to go too far into it. You, you had... Um, I had the, okay, we got the two paninis. You, you can get two different paninis, right. like two halves, uh, for $14. I had the chicken pesto panini on Cuban bread. That's how it came. And I got the Reuben. They weren't disgusting. But no. They weren't great. It lacked seasoning. It, it needed seasoning. salt. There was no sauerkraut on the Reuben. Which is weird. Yeah. the It lacked flavor overall. Like, how do you mess up? It's just, a, it's a sandwich. I can see if you're making something else, like, oh man, I forgot, man. It's a sandwich. Yeah, for me, it was just, um, it was just a little bland. Sandwiches for me for lunch are notorious. I don't really care for a, a, a lunch, a sandwich lunch. Yeah, you've that's, said that before. It just blows my mind. Yeah, away. that's your vibe. And like, I'm, I'm excited to go to places like that with you because how right. excited you are about it. This place was no pickles. Uh, we're introducing today a new way of um, rating a restaurant. Yes, guys, uh, round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna. We're not gonna go with the five star uh, Yelp review anymore. No, Although I was elite on Yelp for five years, but we got a season. Three years, years. so I was I was comfortable with the Yelp review system. But we're gonna go baseball. And for those of you guys who don't follow sports, this is um, what do you call this? The bag of shells. It's a bag of shells. <laughs> no, that's not how that would use that. But yes, I do say that. This a bag of shells means something's easy. This is easy. Oh, okay. People know what like a home run means. Yeah, or a single, double. Yeah, or getting hit by a pitch. Right. So for me, um, <laughs> I would say this place got on base. I, I didn't. This was better than that chicken place we went to. Okay. That it was way better. Okay. Like way better than that chicken. Expen- okay. But that place was like a one. I forget what my official review on it was. So I'm gonna go with um I'm gonna go with a single on this. Now that that doesn't mean it's a one star. Because remember, anytime you get on base is a good thing. I think we got on base today. I feel like I got hit by a pitch. I'm to this moment still hungry. Yeah, but hit by a pitch means you got on base. That's okay. what I'm saying. So Whatever. like that's but, a good but thing. But still I I've got a bruised arm. Yeah, but you're on base. Okay, yeah, it wasn't disgusting. Okay. All right, cool. So, so that's don't not the worst. so go or don't go. That's up to you guys. This is one. This is not one of those places where I'm like, guys, you got to try it at least. Yeah, and I also wouldn't say stay away. You know, I just if you're in the area and you want to try it, maybe you like it. We also got we also we ate off of one portion of the menu. There were other hot sandwiches that were available. There were soups that were available. There were a lot of other things. And listen, as somebody who has had people visit, you know, our church on a Sunday morning, 
one time and we just had an off day and we never saw him again it's like can you give us another chance you give, know so give, we should give him a chance right i think if i'm in the neighborhood i, I wouldn't be afraid to give him a chance because where we sat we sat outside with was, I had like a pretty beautiful breeze coming through there's a beautiful park next to us um the place was clean that's what i'm saying the vibes were nice yeah walking into it i was excited yeah so anyway, Leaving. all right, um, here we go. Uh, this is kind of cool. We have a, um, a nice news today. Extra, extra, nice news. All righty. Now, um, before we get into nice news, I would just like to say uh, with us today, we have brought Stacy Hockenberry back on the set with us. Bam, 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 bam. Stacey, of course, is my wife and yours. Nope. Actually, no, just nope. mine. I ain't no one else's wife. <laughs> just kind of This is kind of cool, baby. I'm so glad you're here because I think you're going to like this story. What? Do you think I'll like it? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, this starts out by saying, uh, by reading like this, uh, calling all Kyles. Calling all Kyles. The city of Kyle, Texas. Ever been there? Nope. No. The city of Kyle, Texas is holding a Kyle Fair hoping to break the world record for largest same-name gathering. The event will be held on May 21st. Still got time to get there, guys. It's May 17th. Uh, of course, at Lake Kyle Park. In Kyle, Texas. In Kyle, Texas. Okay. Now, whether you're Kyle Lowry or Kyle Mooney, you know who that is? No. I don't know who that is either. Kyle Richards? I don't Dude, know. I don't know anybody named Kyle. Kyle McLaughlin? <laughs> Kyle Schwarber. Is that written on there? Yeah, it's written on here. My goodness. You guys know who Kyle Schwarber is? No. Plays for the Phillies. Awesome dude. He hits home runs and they're called Shorebums. Shorebums. I like that for him. Uh, all Kyles are welcome as long as you spell it that way. <gasps> Whoa. So if you were a K-I-L-E, Kyle, you couldn't come. Yeah. Get out of here, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Not at our fair, Kyle. You're the wrong Kyle. That feels like wrong to me does I that love, not feel wrong no to i love that they did that so there's probably first of all i've never met anybody named kyle who spells it with an i but, but that would be a very gen z type thing to do right like they like to spell <laughs> names differently and Here stuff we go anyway oh, man um come on look at me both of you you know yes that if know. some baby got checked in in our church this sunday morning and they said his name is kyle well it would be a girl and, kyle and be, that's how they would spell a girl kyle a girl kyle like. k i whatever Anyway, the city has attempted to break the record three times before. Kyle's arch nemesis, Ivan. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Listen to this. The city, oh, I'm going to butcher this so bad. The city of Kapreski Koski in Bosnia and Herzegovina Govina, wow. uh, gathered 2,325 people named Ivan in 2017, setting the world Record. So the Kyles aren't having it. <laughs> we need tall Kyles, short Kyles, young Kyles, and old Kyles to get close to the record set five years ago. City of Kyle Special Events Manager Claudia Rocha. She didn't change her name to Kyle. That's so close. Claudia Kyle. She yeah. could just change it to Kyle. Um, we're very excited about the upcoming and inaugural Kyle Fair and have high hopes that this event will bring out the Kyles needed to grab a spot in the record books. Previous attempts at breaking the record have attracted Kyles from as far away as Massachusetts, the city says. The event dubbed the Kyle Fair, a Tex Travaganza. They would have it called that. Uh, will be held May 19 through 2021. 20, so that's this weekend. This is a big deal. People are pumped, man. So you're like showing your birth certificate at that. Do you think they sell arepas at this Kyle no. Festival in Texas? It's in Texas. 
No, they're selling hot dogs. Hot dogs? Yeah. Kyle's eat hot dogs? Yeah. Um, Kyle's. Oh, uh, but on the final day, all Kyle's will gather for a group photo. Entrance to the fair is free. For Kyle's. No, it's free. Can you imagine, though, like, if you're Kyle and they want you to go to this thing and say, oh, it's 25 bucks to get in. Yeah, that stink. All right. So, like, all the Kyle's are wearing red wristbands. They have to be identified somehow, right? right? Uh, large same-name gatherings have made headlines before. In 2020, a man named Josh Swain challenged other people with the same full name, no, to meet him in Nebraska, precisely 424... <laughs> meet 20, me in Nebraska. 2021 at 12 p.m. No one showed up. We fight. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name. So this guy... This guy's a psychopath. No, he invited all the Josh Swains in the world and they fought. For the honor... Like fist fight? Uh, Everyone else has to change their name. You You have a year to prepare. Good luck, he said in a Facebook message to fellow Josh Swains. How's this nice news? This guy's a psychopath. Uh, I don't know. Uh, The plans gained traction and about one year later... Hundreds of other people named Josh showed up to battle. wearing mouth guards and boxing. Oh, no, listen, to battle each other. Oh, quotes. They kept the fighting PG with pool noodle battles and a massive game of rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) But I will say this. That's cool that he did that. Good for Josh. Have you ever got hit in the head really hard with a wet pool noodle? That's painful. It is not fun. Uh Uh-uh. Uh, the ultimate Josh, listen to this, a 14-year-old. Good for the him. The others affectionately li- uh, called Little Josh. Uh, he was King Josh. Yes. The winner, who was there with his dad, Josh Vincent Sr., was honored with a paper Burger King crown, which was too big for his head. So he's he's like the, the alpha Josh. Yeah. And the Josh the fight. Ones, he's Josh Prime. But this is where it gets really nice. The Josh fight wasn't a spectacle for Nebraskans. And those, I wasn't just a, we don't like that word just, remember? Wasn't just a spectacle for Nebraskans and those who watched online. (laughs) It was streaming on Twitch. Yeah, tune in tonight at 8 o'clock. Got a Josh battle. Um, Why? Why that voice? Because those people don't. No, Anyways, yeah. uh, we're going to tune in tonight. No, no they're Josh e-boys. Battles. They're like, hey, man, what's up, bro? Hey, hey thanks for the $5 dono. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Smash and subscribe. Uh, the event raised money for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation in Omaha, which is why Little Josh is perhaps the most deserving winner, you guys ready to cry, out of the hundreds of Joshes as he spent time at Children's Hospital when he suffered from seizures at two years old. <sighs> wow. Why'd you do that? I didn't mean to do that. I forgot that's how it ends. Oh, gosh. You guys are both crying. I know. That's like goes back to our show last week. The Joey show. Dang. But anyway, but it doesn't, the article just ends. It doesn't go back to the Kyle thing. That's for real? Yeah. But I guess, you know what we should do? We should like tune in live or something and see if we can find the the Kyles. Yeah. See if they set the world record. I bet our audience would love to know if the Kyles did it or not. Um, That's cool. But I, I, I was thinking about this on this nice news thing with Kyle. Um... It's one of those names. Do you guys hear Kyle anymore? Like for kids? No, like the name Kyle, whenever we would, um, it's like how I use the, the name Ricky now. Right. It's like, all right, Kyle. Like yeah. I just like use it as an adjective. Hey. Yeah. But I will say I've met a lot of cool Kyles. I'm a fan of Kyle. I I could. It's been a while since I've met a new Kyle. Oh. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Crocodile. Yeah. Uh, what do you want me to do here? Well, is that a book? I don't know. No, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Yeah, that's like Lyle, Crocodile. Anyways. Um, do you know what name is like dead? Like nobody's... Frank. 
Gary. Do you know if Gary is dying off Aww. the name Gary? Nobody's naming their kids Gary anymore. <laughs> Gary's a weird name. All right, ready? Here are the most popular Gen Z names. Do you want to guess? Yes. What do you got? Um, for like boys and stuff? Like yeah, I got I Brody got, is one of them. I got a girl name and a boy name. No, this is the number one oh, oh, name my for bad, girls. My bad. The number one name for girls. I don't know then. Like, I say that twice. Leaf. Leaf. <laughs> Stace, what do you got? You got a guess? Uh, case. Case. Chase. Wouldn't Chase be a bigger one than Case? No, but and and I'll tell you what, it's going to be some whack spelling because the Gen Z people are like... Well, hold on, pause. This is not what Gen Z people are naming their babies. This is Gen Z names. Oh. Oh. So people born between is like 95 or 97 through 2012. Okay. So like like my daughter is Brayden. Brayden. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Number one name. Oh man, I, I think the. Boy I wouldn't have guessed these. I got them. I wouldn't have guessed them. I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know the. Lauren. Goal. Lauren. Lauren would be a big. I feel like Lauren's a millennial name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the boy name is Jacob, with a K. No, C. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And the girl name, believe it or not, is Emily. That's my sister's name. Yeah, she's a millennial. She is a millennial. Um. Yes, she is. No, is she? She's 32. So I'm at a place in life where I need to learn more about Gen Z. I mean, they're here, man. They're not coming. They are here. They're on. They are now taking jobs. They are. They, they have a big, bigger role. Taking, taking jobs. jobs? <laughs> well, having jobs. That's all I meant. Yeah. They're, they have jobs. They're, they're workforce. They, well, they, I wouldn't they, call they, them a force. No, but I mean, they're in the workforce. Yes. They're, they're, yes. <clears throat> and well, they, look no further. Because today I have a... a um, a, lit- a Gen Z literacy test for you. What does that even mean? <laughs> I, I have a list of words that the the language that this generation speaks, and okay. I want to see if you know if you know what these words are. Can you oh define it? You, you said this generation. Yeah, Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z. So this is words they use. Yeah. This is slang. Slang. Okay. I got well for them. That's probably their everyday joints. They're like, oh, yeah, they probably talk like this. Like it, for us, it'd be like that's dope. Yeah. Is this okay. going to be like a segment? Like, should we have a cool name for this right now? Should we come up with something? Um, well, this is not something we're going to do over and over again, I don't think. But let's just still have like a, like a, can, can I have like a guitar or have a banjo? What would Gen Z want? It'd probably be like, <laughs> 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 all right, here we go. What's, what are we calling this? Um, Helping Kevin understand Gen Z slang. Like something like that? I like it. Okay. What do you got? All right, number one, you should know this. Cap. You know what's interesting? So <laughs> yeah, I, I no, um, my uh, one of my basketball players that I follow, I think it might have been Tyrese Maxey. One of them, he said something, 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 no cap. And I was like, definitely got to go to Urban Dictionary to find out what that means. <laughs> okay, so and I looked it up, and I can't remember. <laughs> I really can't remember. But can I answer? Well, I feel like you're gonna know all these, Pastor Stacy. Well, it, the problem is him. <laughs> Uh, no cap means um, uh, no cap because he said no cap. You're right. So you can have cap or no cap. Right. Uh, he, I hate this Like that just means like um, I'm serious. <laughs> Close. Uh, it means to like tell the truth or not. Like yeah. Like, so no if you, yeah yeah, yeah like, no, no lie. No cap means like I'm honest. So I, that was right. I was like so I'm serious. Like or I'm not serious. No. No. It's, it's like no, no, no. Like I mean it or I don't mean it is what I mean. No. Lie or no, not not lie. Or not. And the origin, believe okay. it or not, I'm the, close. the origin is gold teeth. 
if you have a cap. Oh. Or if you have perms. Really? Yeah. So a cap is something that's fake. Okay. So that's where it came from. Okay. No cap, bro. Okay. What else you got? <laughs> Number two. So wait, do I get credit for that one? That was, that was you, close enough. You can get a quarter for that. I mean, if someone said, you know, hey, we're going to go to Ice Cream Man today. Don't forget your money. No cap. You know, I'd be like, oh, that's that's not I, I got it. No, that I know. How you use it. I just threw something out there, guys. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I love that girl so much. No cap. Right? That's okay. would work. Yeah, I guess. All right. Carry on. But don't ever. Number two. Use it. Giving. Just giving. <laughs> use that in a sentence for me. Uh, Pastor Stacy's outfit is giving today. Oh, um, it is uh, becoming. It is makes her. It is very nice. <laughs> becoming. Yeah, like it is very nice. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, if I there's an, a negative connotation way oh, to use it also. Not giving. Yeah. Oh no. So like I could say Pastor Stacy's outfit today is giving 2012. Oh, like giving off vibes, like giving off, like it's 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 a it's um <laughs> no 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 no. But what I mean though, this is so eager, you guys. This face is so eager. All I'm saying is that's what it's presenting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right, I got it. I did okay. good. So it, yeah, it's, it could be positive or negative. All right, number three, Riz. Okay, so I've heard this word. I haven't paid attention to how it's used, um, but any word that ends with like. Z like that okay. has got to be positive, right? So like if someone's like, you know, hi Riz or, you know, lots of Riz, you know, that kind of a thing. That to me <laughs> would say that this is a good thing. He has a high Riz count? Yes. Okay. Whatever. Like like um, like if one of our Gen Zs came up, you know, to me and said, oh, yo, you know, Pastor Kevin, that sermon, man, that was Riz, you know, like that kind of a thing. <laughs> that to me would be like, oh, that's a compliment. Okay. Right? Would you like to hear it in the sentence? Yes, please. Because do you have an answer of what you think it is? Oh, uh, actually define it? Yeah. Uh, Riz, like pop, like flare. Okay, that's close. Okay. It's close. Um, <laughs> it's short for the word charisma. Oh. And it's, and it's, it's only, f- you like use this on men. So really? Like, yeah, like, I, honest to God, okay. I think you have Riz. Oh, PK. thank you. And it's, the term is often used when referring to someone who can confidently and successfully Pursue a potential romantic partner. Mm. Hey, we're, we're going to get into that later. Yeah. And so um, I think like your generation would call it steez. No. Actually, I think millennials no. would call it that. <sighs> okay. Swagger? No, Swagger? That, that would be... That would be kind of... That'd be more millennial. Yeah. So this in a sentence, that guy has Riz. He okay. can get any girl he wants. But like a girl can't have Riz? No, because it's, it's about like pursuing a woman. Okay. Okay. So it's like, um, it's like when, like, um, like Stacy says, like, I'm papi chulo a lot. So like, that's, it would be very similar. Maybe. I say that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about else we got? Uh, number four, fam. Dude, that's a bag of shells. Okay. <laughs> family. It's short for family. Like, what's up, fam? Yeah. And I was like, my people, that's my group. That's my posse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, my generation calls it bro. What's up, bro? It, that's the same. It's the same interchangeable. But fam can be plural. Bro's not plural. You'd be like, bro. You'd be like, fam. You'd say it like that. You you use the word fam as you use the word bro. It's a, it's a. It's interchangeable. It's interchangeable. Fam is used the way our generation used bro. That's what the definition is. The term is used. But for like, how come like when people sometimes take pictures, there's like a large group, and they'll, they'll like say something cute. They'll be like, oh, what's up, fam? And but it's a group of people. Like you wouldn't say, what's up, bro. To a group of people. Yeah. I think that, I think, I, I think, we, 
We were trying to get Bronte on the show. Bronte is our resident Gen Z. Yeah, but she had some Gen she, Z stuff to attend to today. She had to work today, so she couldn't <laughs> be on the. the and what pod. are we doing? Playing a podcast? Whatever. What else we got? What's All right, the next num- one? Number five, sus. Oh, that is actually, and I thought this one might come up. Okay. I'm glad that, that is you actually um, of Jamaican origin, sus. Okay. Yes. They shorten it for suspect. Like that is suspect. That's like, oh, like that's so sus. You know, like that's sus. I don't trust that. Like I suspect uh, that there's a problem here. It's, yeah. Suspicion. Yeah. So Gen Z actually stole that from uh, Jamaicans. Gen Z actually got it from a game called Among Us. But Among Us got it from Jamaicans. Okay. It's sus. Because in, in, in Patois, they would say, you know, they would say, <laughs> Mino sus. That's how they would say it. Mino sus. Mino sus. Mino sus. Mino sus. That's where it, oh God. That's where it comes from. I, trust me, dude, I grew up around Jamaicans. I was called sus long before Gen Z were even born. You, you were called sus. Oh, I was called sus. I heard the word is all I meant. Oh. Look at that Kevin, he is so sus. <laughs> Kevin Hawkenberry. Okay, number six. W. <clears throat> That's a win. Good, dude. Right? right? Yeah. So what millennials call dubs, Gen Z calls W's. They, so, they, they, they play the whole word so out. So like if I said, hey, uh, my mom said you can spend the night tonight. Oh, W. Yeah, that's what you would say. Okay. In that voice? You would say it like that. You would W. All right, number seven. I I use this one a lot. Mid. Okay, so I've heard this one, and the only thing it could be is it's it like our lunch today was mid. Our lunch today was so mid. Yeah. Borderline L. Right. I'm fluent, guys. <laughs> I'm learning this language. Yeah. So mid just means it's mediocre. Below Midi- mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> mediocre. All right, number eight. I don't know if you're gonna know this one. Stan. S T A N. Yep. Is it anything to do with Eminem? No, maybe. I don't know. Okay. But not from what the definition is. Stan? I actually yeah. don't know what that is. Stan. Can you lose it? Can um use it in a sentence, please? Um <laughs> Yeah, I can. If okay, um <clears throat> I would use it like stop being such a stan. Okay. So oh, that's I get not it. good. That's yeah. not good. You don't want to be a stan. <laughs> you don't want to be a stan. So my generation we used to call people like that herbs. Would it be the same thing as a herb? No, it's no. not a herb. Okay. okay. A stan blend if you blend stalker and fan. So oh, that's oh, horrible. That is horrible. Stan. You're I'm, like obsessed with somebody like, oh my gosh, Ke- Kevin's going to be getting off the school bus at this time. Like, I want to make sure I'm at his bus stop so I can see him. You're okay. such a stan. Okay. Bro, you're a stan. Ew, you don't okay. want to be called a stan. No, no. Ew. So here's Herb, a fun okay, fact so about me. Go ahead. Going back to what you said about Herb. No, that's one of, different. One of the words that they use is a sherm. Like Sherman. Your name is Sherman. Oh, that would be a Herb. <laughs> yeah. You're such a sherm. Okay. Oh my... Okay. Yeah. So fun fact about me, I always wanted to be a stalker when I was younger. Gross. Yeah, I know, but I just never had the heart to do it. So I just never did it. Are you serious right now? You wanted to stalk people? You wanted to stalk like, not, like, like, like human beings? Not in like a way that's like violent or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just sneaky? Know. You just want to like follow people around? Yeah, how cool would that be? <laughs> sick. You're sick. No, that's not. That's a private investigator. That's what I was that's maybe that's what I want to be when I grew up. Oh, man. Man, I'm 20-something years with you, and this is the first time I've ever heard that you hope to be a stalker. I stalk you all the time. Okay. Okay. I'm your number one stand. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine. Okay. (laughs) Sheesh. That's the word? Yeah. That's Gen Z, huh? Yeah. I feel like they they got that from millennials, and they just started using it more than millennials, because I've heard sheesh for a while. Okay. That's kind of like, whoo, same thing. (laughs) Yeah. It is kind of like that. It's yeah. a term used to hype someone up whenever they look good or do something good. Uh, 
sheesh. Yeah, you'd be. Nah, I'll go up. Sheesh. Yeah, like sheesh. Because <laughs> like that's on um, Social Club. They use that in their music. Sometimes I'll say sheesh though too when something's like hecka awkward. So that's um a call. That's called a play on words. Okay. Yep. Um, number ten, snatched. Oh, kidnapped. No. <laughs> What? I mean, you get snatched. No, I tell my kids no. all the time, don't go out by yourself. You're going to get snatched. Pastor Stacy, tell us what snatched means. Snatched is like, if I come in like hot, looking good, like everything's perfect. Like my makeup is like and on you're point. snatched? And whew, she that is snatched. snatched. Yeah. I snatched. I know. No, not snatched. But okay. <laughs> we got two more. You have time for two more? I've got time for two more. All right. <laughs> Period. With a T? <laughs> With a T. Period. Oh, oh that's... All like, you know, um, that that just means like like what I just said is what I just said. No. Yeah. Like period. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, look, I'm, I'm the one that's in charge around here. Okay. So back off. Period. Well, it doesn't have to be that aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's not aggressive. So like, okay. If, okay. Say Pastor Stacy preached something and she said something that was so like fire. Oh, you go period. You say period. No. Not everything has to be like, "Mm uh-uh. Like dingbatish. Okay. So it's it's like a like uh, saying fire. It's like dude or like okay okay yeah like, that's period. a period. I know yeah. I know period. It's like, an amen in the Christian yeah. world. Yeah, amen. Like say nothing else. Put a period on that. Yeah, the sentence is no, over. No, not period. Period. Oh, right. Period. Period. Mm-hmm. Okay, number twelve. That's the last one. You know I, this one. I, I am. You've, you. I got to be honest. I, I am actually fatigued. You're right fatigued. Now. Yes. There's a lot of learning in one session. It really you're is. I do great. have one after this. Okay. That I don't know if you're gonna say. Sending no. me. Oh, I do that all the time. I, I'm I sending to... you to Humi Goose <laughs> <laughs> to get some chicken tenders. I don't know what that means. Sending me. Yeah. If like, if you're doing something that's silly or it's funny, you'd be uh. like, man, PK is sending me right now. Like, that's, like, it's funny, bro. Oh, it's like, funny. I'm lost. I'm enjoying myself. Yeah. Like, I'm crying right now, laughing so hard. Like, that. I sent somebody. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> this, don't ever use these words, babe. Um, what's the one that they say around the office? The purr one? They don't say that anymore. Oh, that but was that last like six, six weeks, six purr. months. I think Ooh, that purr. was so oh, purr. I have one. Okay, let's hear it. A bonus. And I just learned it Sunday. Oh, okay. God. From our two resident, resident Gen Zers. Um, eating. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we did. Do you know what lunch. eating is? I know what that is. Uh, um, I just, like when they do this to football players, they make that motion. Like, like give me more. No, like. No. <clears throat> okay, so in our in our generation, if we just said you ate that. Oh, like you fell? Yeah. But yeah. for them, that means you did the best. Oh. Yeah. Like, man, you ate that up. You left no crumbs. Yeah. Uh, so I, after I preached. I went outside uh, no and two crumbs. Gen Z's came up to me and one of them was like, Pastor Stacy, you were eating. And I was like, eating what? And she's like, I text Bronte a bunch of food emojis and said, peace, Stace, eating. And I was like, so what does that mean? And that's what it is. Right. I was on point. It was just fire. I ate. You know, the funny thing is, I hate, I hate, I hate it so much. Here's, here's the thing. I just um, hate it. It's so, so distorted. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, and I'm not going to knock Gen Z's for their, no. for their slang because the thing is, we all had slang. You know, we, every generation has had slang. Um, 
I love my Gen Zs. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What I, have in my life. Um, Gen Zs. I will say this though, like a Gen Z could come up to me and say anything about me when I'm done preaching. And I would just have to assume it's good because it's not like they come up to you like, you know, you sucked or whatever, but they use a Gen Z, like a Gen Z word for that is like, oh, you vacuumed or something. You know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, I guess that means I like cleaned everything up on stage or something. <laughs> well, we brought Stacey onto the show today, not just to have fun with some Gen Z slang and news about Kyle's, but we touch a Kyle, dude. Um, we are going to talk today about a topic called how to choose a mate. Okay. So I'm kind of excited about this one. Um, Stacy and I spent many, many years in youth ministry working with teenagers and young adults. And we have seen some young people uh, who became older people, both young and old, um, choose fantastic mates. And others, well, swing and miss, to go back to the baseball analogy. Okay. Um, and so today we want to help some folks understand a couple things. Number one. Of many, um, it is better for you to be single and alone than to be married and miserable to the wrong person. Oh my God! Um, so we figured we'd start there because we're diving into the deep end, baby. Oh my goodness, we're just like that. Yes. So um, we know that there's um, a lot of people out there that are that are looking for Mister or Mrs. Right. That's a Gen Z, re- I mean Gen X reference for the person that is right for your life. Um, and so we thought we'd take a moment, a uh, few moments today and just talk, kind of talk about, man, what is it, what are some things that you should be looking for, um, in a, in a woman, in a man, um, as you are thinking about wanting to be longing to be married today or one day. So, um, Stacey, you got anything to start us off with? If not, I will go. No, go. Cause we need a okay. We need some questions flowing. So, well, the first one, I don't have a lot of questions, but I mean, these are just more things to, to discuss. Um, I think the first thing is this: um, if you are a uh, Christian, if you're a believer, I think the very most important thing to even start with is that uh, you are pursuing that you are in um, pursuing a relationship with somebody who is um, similar to where you are at in your faith. Okay. Okay. So, like, and as a kid, I was in youth group. I was always had that verse about uh, being not being unequally yoked, kind of thrown my way on a Wednesday night by the youth pastor, and so you know don't say don't don't date people that aren't you know Christians. They used to call it missionary dating. <laughs> don't be missionary dating out there. Yikes! Um, but but date you know if you're gonna date someone, date someone that's a Christian. And what my youth pastors never really explained to me back then, a long time ago, uh, it's not so much even just about uh, whether someone is a believer or not. Because I've seen a lot of relationships go south really fast because, you know, the, the girl said, well, he's he's a Christian. Yeah, but what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So I think the whole unequally yoked, it's a concept. It's an illustration of two um, beasts of burden, two cattle that are very similar um, in size and stature so that when they're pulling a, um, a, wow. a, a plow behind them, that they're able to go straight. Right. Um, if you have one very strong one and one very weak one, you're going to be constantly making a left or a right. <laughs> um, so that's why that's that's where that reference comes from. And so I think um, as you're pursuing somebody, as you're trying to uh, find a relationship with somebody, it, again, it's not even just so much, well, they check the box. They say they're a Christian. They go to church sometimes on Sundays or they go to church every week. But really, um, are they are they are they pursuing God? I was very nervous. <clears throat> as a young man to not marry well. Mm. And I think even before like 
I found the Lord. I did not want to have a situation that I was like how I was raised. Right. So in my mind, I was I was always very cautious. Like, is this? Am, am I sure that like I would I want to be dating this girl? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and even like this, it's strange to think about that because like even before I had like morals, I'm putting up quotes. Mm-hmm. Even before I had like a standard or something, like right. I had a standard. Like I, I wouldn't even want to like approach a girl who seemed like flucy or right, gotcha, or like she didn't have her stuff together or she like came from a bad home or something like that. Wasn't even like oh, I'm not even going to go near that person. Right, Does that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, Stacey, any thoughts? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think before looking for someone else. And um, you need to look within yourself. Right. Because when you find someone, you don't want to bring a bunch of garbage into Mm -hmm. the relationship. So when we focus on another person and what they can give me. Right. And not, wait, what can I bring to the table? And if I'm in a season where I can't bring anything to the table, then you're not in a season to actually be looking for a mate. Then you ate that right there. Eating. You're eating. There is nothing left on our little coffee table here. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of times we see ourselves as the hero when we watch a movie, right? Mm. We see ourselves as the good guy. Yeah. And even in that scripture, don't be unequally yoked. If there's a big strong cattle and a, you know, a weak one, we always see ourselves as the big strong one. Right. That wants to make sure the other you know, beast of burden is also big and strong. But it could very well be that maybe we're the weak one. Yes. You know what I mean? And we're the problem. And we need to up our game. It's very easy to um, not give yourself a adequate self-assessment I think is what you're saying like in our mind even if we are playing the hero in that scenario right right I guess we're always wanting to like be better right like I don't I'm not going to try to like go with someone who's weak I want to go to someone who's stronger right yeah we see ourselves as the bigger stronger you know in that analogy of a right unequally yoked right it's interesting. I've never heard that passage preached before. Yeah, you know, the opposite way, which is you you're the problem. You could be yeah, the problem. You're the you one know? who's like right, holding this whole thing down. Right. And it's not even so much like it's a problem and I'm like I have the air quotes. It's just a lack of awareness. Like we just need to be aware that we are a sinful people and to think that we to put ourselves on this high horse that now I have to have these standards for everyone yet don't have a standard for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the that unequally yoked part comes in. It's like, well, hold on. You can't hold people to this standard that really they can't even achieve right. sometimes, right? Um, you got to make sure that you're holding yourself up to that standard or that expectation before you even require anyone else right. to live up to that. I think the next big thing um, is is making sure when you're when you're dating somebody, when you're when you're into somebody, um, that you're headed in the same direction in life or your direction can align with their direction. Um, That's a huge thing. So, for example, um, you want to be a traveling such and such, you know, 
and you're, you're dating somebody who's a homebody and really just does not want to leave the city they're in, their family's there, mom and dad's there, all their friends are there, right. they don't want to leave. And you're like, well, but I want to be on the road. You know, those are things that just don't line up. And when it comes to like even God's plan and call on our life, you know, I've met um, men and women that are like, I want to be in ministry full time. Mm-hmm. And they start dating somebody who wants nothing to do with it. And it's, it's like, red flag, man, bro. end it now. Red flag. Let me tell you something. One of the great blessings of my life as a pastor is having Stacy in my life, um, who is an amazing um, partner. Uh, she's also a pastor. Um, and, 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 and listen, there are some, some guys out there who, are, who married women that they're pastor's wives, so to speak, and they're not super involved in ministry. Um, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. God creates everybody differently. But there can be a problem when when your wife's a problem <laughs> and, and she's causing unnecessary drama and she doesn't want to be a pastor's wife and she doesn't even know how much she wants to go to church, you know. So the things like that, you want to make sure like your 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 paths are are aligning. Of course, we talk ministry talk because that's who Stacy and I are. But even just in anything, you know, I mean, if you're um, on a career path and a career tra- trajectory to really go places and, and the person you're with is just, you know. It's a lie that um, a lot of people believe that love is enough mm. to change us after marriage. Right. Dang. So it's such a lie because if it's not happening now, it's a it's a total lie that will happen later. Mm-hmm. Dang, bro. And so that's why it's saying, I just love this person. That's not enough. Love's not enough. Because, you know, when you get married, you're not saying I do to the person that's in front of you. You're saying I do to the person in the future. Right. Right. And that that's... You're already standing at the altar because you made a commitment to be there that day. Excuse me. Yep. Right? Like, the, I, you're exa- absolutely right. You know, I like... I look at my relationship with my wife and um, she's been on this like healing journey of her own, like emotional, mental, spiritual, all this stuff. And it's like amazing. It's beautiful to watch her really start to bloom and blossom and grow and all this stuff. And I had to make a choice. I said, I'm going to, I can either remain the same or I can evolve with her. And I said, I don't want to be the weaker ox Mm -hmm. yoked up with my wife. Right. I want to be able to toe the line equally with her. And if she's getting into a place of strength and all this stuff, I want to match that. I want to like, I want to bring health within my own. I want to read more stuff and I want to be able to contribute into, um, I guess my own mental health journey and all this stuff. And so I think you have to be aware too, like of, um, your partner's evolution that's happening, you know, like, if I if I remain the same as I was the day that I married her when I was 24 years old, actually my 10 year anniversary is on Thursday, right? Wow. Um, if I'm if I'm still the same Anthony I was 10 years ago, that's a problem. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you're saying. I'm trying to figure out how that translates to somebody who's trying to you know find someone find, find someone right now. And I think the big thing is, and this is this would be kind of the third thing I was going to mention is just. <clears throat> Whoever they are now, just plan on them being that person in 20 years and possibly a worse version of that. And so what I mean by that is I see a lot of people um, marry someone 
Um, let's just say some some woman is going to marry some guy, and he's just he's a gamer. You know what I mean? He's, he's just a fixer upper. Oh well, he's 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 nice. His mom's nice, you know. Uh, but he's a gamer, and he's playing video games six seven hours a day. Oh Don't think just because you get married that's going to change. Like there's a chance that gets worse. Um, I can speak for guys. I find that guys become, if they're not careful, become way more introverted as they get older. I hear this from so many men that are now in their 30s and 40s and 50s and, and man, 60s and 70s. And if they're not intentional about making friends, they like to stay home more and be kind of be homebodies. Or if they're going out, it's just them or a buddy of theirs. And so um, just my point, though, on this is like whatever it is that you see that's that's a flag uh, in a, in, a, in a relationship, that's something to pay attention to because that doesn't go away with marriage. Right. I wonder how much, and this is like a little bit of a sidebar, and you can cut me off if this is too much. I wonder how much all of what you just said is because we've, our like culture has become so domesticated, right? Like we were designed to be warriors. We were designed to protect and provide and stuff like that. And like the way that we do that in our culture today is so different than like like I work behind a computer all day long. Right. I have to be super intentional about like making friends and like going to the gym to get physical activity and like, right. you know what I mean? Like, whereas before, like it was like part of your culture being a man is like, you know, I swing a hammer all day long. Or right. I work at a factory or I'm on, I'm on tractors with, I'm riding horses and, you know, like herding cattle and stuff like that. And it's crazy to think like we've like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, there's so many young men, even like even now, like I have I have access to some young young guys who are um, who allow me to have a voice in their life a little bit. And a lot of them are very heavily into like playing video games and just like sitting around and chilling. Right. Like, bro, you, like, do you have any drive or any like I, I think what makes a good mate is someone who is like has a pursuit written on them. Right. Like they're they have dreams they have ambition, right? They're, th man, th that guy, he's a hustler. Like, look at him go. He's doing th all this stuff. Not that it's a performance-driven thing, but, like, you have to have something that's, like, marketable mm. to some degree. For a woman to, like, see that and be like, yeah, I want that man leading my family. I right. want that man to be yoked up with me or whatever. Right. Right? Okay, thoughts, Stace? Uh, I do, and this is just, like, a practical thing. Um, like, that generation of men that you're, or young men that you're mentoring, whatever, is a generation that grew up on phones mm. um, and gaming with like computer systems and like putting headphones on. They're so dis disconnected mm. that to say, I want, um, uh, you need to be a man that goes out there and pursues and fights and defends and works hard why their whole life is behind a phone where they just it's just their 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 mummies just hours a day and so now these little boys that have these phones for hours a, and girls hours a day grow up to be men that are not present with their family because they don't know how to be present mm. why would they how would they know to be present if a phone has said you just have to stay there and look for hours right you know and that's your connection so i think we're experiencing the fruit of a phone, a, gener a generation, um, several generations that were affected by technology. technology. All right, let's have a little fun. Outside of what we've talked about already, 
uh, I'll ask this question to Stacy and Anthony. You'll be you'll be able to chime in as well on this because uh, you have three daughters. We have two daughters and a boy. Um, our oldest is now twelve. You know, um, not long from now, you know, we'll start having more and more conversations about boys. You know, you kind of get, you, you go from being a child to being a teenager and you're going from boys are icky to boys are kind of cute, right? right? That's coming. And then you kind of go from that stage into more young adulthood, uh, which is theoretically when they start thinking more about serious relationships and marriage and all those things. So Stacy, what would be, other than things we've talked about already, what would be a couple things that you would hate to see in a guy that Julie would bring home and oh. say, mom, meet my boyfriend? My lord. Like oh what's what gosh. are what are some like some things that like so so for people that are listening for the women, where are my ladies at? Make some noise. Whoa. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Um like this is we're t- we're talking about you for now. Okay. We're gonna parent you through some of this process, okay? Okay, what I would hate my daughter um to like in a guy. Or to bring home. To bring home. To bring home. Okay, so I'm just gonna this is probably Lay it out there. Welcome this to Post Lunch. Here we go. This is like nothing. I would hate for a guy to pick up my daughter who did not comb his hair, like has that shaggy, like dirty, mm. greasy hair. Yuck. Kind of thing. I like a well-groomed man. And if the or a boy, if the boy has dirty shoes, if he picks up my daughter and his shoes are dirty, I'm already, I'm already super judgy. The only him. reason why his shoes should be should be dirty is if he's like coming home from work and he's like or hunting, hunting. Yeah, something crazy like that. Uh, do you think that's a personal thing right there? Because yeah, that's I, why I said this is. A total oh, way. okay, okay, okay. I was you like, said okay. let's have fun, so I'm having. fun. Okay, with, uh, I guess what I meant by have fun, I, I didn't mean that. I was a Gen X way of saying like let's get real. Oh, 100 yeah. uh, gaming boy. Really? Yep. So he's if just, he's a gamer. I, if he's a, if he's like, yo, I'm a gamer, that would actually affect me in a negative way. Mm. That like would I, give you I would give me, that would give me anxiety. I spent the last 25 years going on hikes with these girls, going on vacations and the beaches and taking tablets away. <laughs> Not for you to just go play Call of Duty or whatever the game is in 10 years from now. Yeah. Right. Gamer, a gamer guy. But actually... We've raised Julia thus far that she would not be attracted to. What a if he was boy. like a successful YouTuber? No. Even well, that? it depends on the channel, right? Doesn't it depend on the channel. What if he does? What if it's all about fixing small mechanics, uh, um, machines? Okay. I'm, okay, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. But you know those YouTube channels where you just sit down and watch pe- other people play. <laughs> or how about? And then you get a million dollars. How about? That? How about he's, he, he? She introduces him. Oh, this is this is you know Ricky Kyle, and uh, he's got a YouTube channel. It's like yeah, it's like Ricky Kyle dot dot you know whatever. And so you turn it on, and all he does is like prank people at like Publix, and he's uh, got he's got two million followers. I would hit him so hard. I don't, <laughs> honestly, I don't think he would last around me. He wouldn't last around our girls. I will say yeah. this: we are raising women and and a young man that I think you know I'd be shocked when our girls. And Joey gets older that they're going to bring home just somebody that they know mom and dad ain't going to respect. Lord Here's God. my deal. If you come pick my girl up for a date and you don't come in the house and shake my hand and look me in the eyes and have a conversation while I'm cleaning my shotgun, I got a problem. You know what I'm saying? It's. I'm telling you right now, that generation is going away. Few and far between. Yep. And, and I hate that. Really? Yes. 
Really? Yes. So some kid's going to be like, wah, wah, and we, or hey, just a text, I'm outside. Outside, babe. Well, it depends on if <laughs> our child has allowed that person into their space. And the way I speak to our girls is, no, no, no. Those kinds of people are outside of our fence. We don't major bring them. L. That's a major that's right. a major L. Those are stands? L. Yeah, that guy's a stand. That guy's a stand. So what about what about you? Some guy uh, comes to pick up Penny. Now we're not talking about Penny as a 16-year-old. I'm talking about she's she's college graduate. She's 25 years old. This is a guy that like, man, if things don't change, there's a good chance they're on a path to getting married. And what would be like a potential red flag or two for you? as not just dad, but even for her? Um, hmm. My, it has to be the way that he like handles himself. Like, okay, if he's gonna be like softer, he doesn't know how to swing a hammer. Like that's what this emerging generation, like all this stuff, whatever. Like I would hope that she would try to model whoever she wants to be with, with someone who resembles me a little bit. And hopefully I'm making a good example of that. But what I'm saying is, like, if he's, like, if I hear him, like, snap at her or something, or, like, or or cut her down, or, like, laugh at her, Oof. you know what I mean? Like, something that's, like, belittling to, my, to my girls, that would be a, a huge problem. Like, I would have to... Um, restrain myself from putting my hands around his neck. Ooh, so all the single ladies that. out there that are listening, I hate that. If you are in a relationship with a guy that is belittling to you, mm-hmm. you're not married yet. We're talking this. We're talking oh single God, folks. Yeah. He laughs at you, that kind of a thing. Our advice is probably to run. Right. Yeah. Like, like his looks and the way he makes you feel in the moment are not enough. Well, looks are, are fleeting. Yeah, but when you're 25, sometimes you or younger, sometimes you don't see that. Sometimes you just see what's in front of you, and that's the problem. We need to see in the future. That is such a red flag. That's abusive. I I want, like, I'm actively um, working on myself as a man, as a father of three girls, to make sure that my girls have a voice, which means, like, when they speak, I'm not speaking. I don't want to be talking over them. You know, um, when they blow up or whatever they're going, they're feeling their emotions. I want to be a safe place and not a place that's going to like make make judgments or cast things at them. And so, like, I'm trying to foster that now in my children. And if some like little joker is going to come inside and like rip down all the work I've been doing to like remind my girls that they have a purpose and they have power and all this stuff. Like, I want them to be a strong, like I want them to be yoked up strongly with somebody, not some weak little like, uh, right. like, no. And so, yeah. So, so a man should exhibit some sort of strength, you yeah. think? And, and that type of strength is honoring a woman. I think right. like you need to be able to steward her well. Yeah. And I swear to you, <laughs> if he's, if I said, hey, Hey, Kyle. Right. Where are you taking Penny out tonight? Oh, I found this like chicken tender place. What? Oh, so he's gonna be a foodie? Not a you foodie. You got high standards, dude. But not a not, not a foodie. foodie. I hear I think I feel like I hear but what like, you're saying. But like, bro, right if now. you're picky, like, okay, you come over to my house. Right. And Penny's like, hey, like my dad's gonna cook for us. Like, it's gonna be great. It's like uh, I don't eat Brussels sprouts. I don't I don't eat street tacos. 
Excuse me? <laughs> that's personal preference, though. Personal we're, we're, preference? That's, that's personal a problem. Preference. I'm not doing... I'm not Listen cooking to me. a, a One of the greatest meat. young men we know is the, is, is the least furthy from a foodie in all the world. Who is that? I'm not going to mention his name. Is his name Joseph? <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention his name. Okay? But he's someone we know. And we joke about him from time to time. But we only joke about the fact that he cannot tell what a good meal tastes like. Outside uh, of that, he's a good husband. He's going to be a good father. He's a great pastor. He's a good man. So I think, like, I think you're you're leaning into preference now. I, okay. Well, can I say something? Yes, please. I just want to take it a little further. He will potentially have to have Thanksgiving with this man, sit at the table with this man, and if you are constantly battling your son-in-law and he's constantly complaining, I mean, yeah, that's different. That's, that's not what he annoying. said. He's like, taking little bites. He's taking like, little yeah. bites. That's Moving annoying. Moving his food around on the plate to like try to look like he ate it. It's like, come on, that's, Kyle. That's yeah. more than street time. Yes, but he would lay his life down for your daughter, and he can swing a hammer, Thank and, you, and he Kyle. can do all these other things. Then I, I can maybe look the other. That's way. what I'm saying. These I, are personal. I'm not. Ta- I'm talking about like red flag freaking run here this, okay for example yeah that's not that's not finances a are a mess red flag red flag right. like he's, he's 28 years old and his car got repossessed he's got thirty thousand dollars in debt thirty thousand dollars not in college debt like, no, like visa mastercard he bought a bunch of shoes yeah he's yeah, he's got he's a sneakerhead but like has you know no money but he's got ten thousand pairs of shoes like that that's a red flag that, that's different from pushing peas and potatoes aside to from To me, other. pushing peas and potatoes to make it seem like you ate it is very entitled. So he grew up entitled. I want Kyle to be um, on an intensive journey then in the kitchen with me. Not, I'm not the greatest cook of all time. I just like, I enjoy that time. And for him just to be like, can I just have like a slice of bread? Yeah, like what if Kyle is... <gasps> oh, guys, it's my wife. It's your wife. Can we, can wait, we take it? Yeah, take, take it. It's the happy anniversary. Hello, Hi. Penny. I'm shooting a podcast right now. It's the daughter. We're just Hi. talking about your future. Hey, um, is it very important or should we, can you call me back? It's my homework. And I need a question. I'm doing bar reps now. Okay. Um, Real fast. What favorite bagel flavor? Blueberry, onion, or plain? Um, I'll take a plain bagel. I'll take plain, yeah. Super plain. <laughs> Anything else? That's all. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> this is important. Yes, this is important. This it is important. Onion. I'm, I'm doing bar graphs now. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, okay. So let's. Um, I think we. I think we had enough there for some of our single ladies. Uh, to to take in. Maybe. Yes. Uh, let's talk to fe- talk about fellas for a second. Oh man. All right. We got a. We got a. Let's just make them up right now. Uh, he won't be called Kyle. Uh, let's call him Jacob because that's the uh, a popular Gen Z name there. <laughs> okay. His name is Jacob. Hey, Jake. He's 31 years old, which might make him a millennial. A little old. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Nothing wrong with that. 31 years old. Um, good guy. Good career. Loves the Lord. Okay. Um, Why isn't he married yet? What happened? All those stats. Oof, I can say so much to that. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're walking in the landfield right now. There's a lot of awesome people that aren't married yet in their 30s i'm nervous for him so what is it that um we would counsel i want to hear what this this will blow up because we've actually had this Mm -hmm. conversation yeah so what is it that we would coach how would we coach jacob uh when it comes to when it comes to the the the, he's yeah he's got a 
There's plenty of fish in the sea. Okay. Uh, which fish do we want Jacob to avoid? Okay. So I, I think it'll be apropos for Stacey to Absolutely. speak Absolutely. Like, I don't really have. Right. Um, emotional maturity. Okay. Stay away from basket cases. So How like people that are... Um, can't not, handle you, conflict. Okay. Um, emotionally immature, just um, they can't articulate their feelings. Um always offended okay um whiny oh um just be careful with that because emotionally they are just in a very immature space and that's very hard it's very hard to um date someone like that and so for a female um for them to be emotionally mature is is important and you you'd be able to tell so um, we had mentioned earlier, I had mentioned earlier about how you can't expect people to just change. What you see is was you, what you, you got to just plan on. That's what you get. Right. Now, people can change. I, that's not what I'm saying. Right. But what I just heard you say is some emotionally unstable um, person, woman uh, in her upper 20s, low 30s um, may still be that way when she's 60. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. No, can, and I'm going to say will be, can, can be. So be. That's oh, okay. what I'm sorry. Said, will no, 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 no. Everybody can change and grow. That's, I'm sorry. Right. I didn't oh, mean yes. That. I mean, but can that. be because some of the oh, most yeah. emotionally unhealthy like women Absolutely. I know are in their 60s and right. 70s and older. For sure. Absolutely. Talking about people, gossiping. Right. You know what I mean? Always having something nasty to say about somebody, giving guilt tripping you or whatever Absolutely. it may be. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, when you said will. I'm not sorry. I didn't, that's not okay, what I meant. So that that threw me off. No, a hundred percent. The per the. I I am, I've been like this, for for a while now. I know I have deficit. Like I know that I have problems. Okay. And I'm aware of it. I'm aware of my weakness. You said that on May seventeenth. Huh? You said that on May seventeenth, today. I'm just oh, stop. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing. Full, I'm fully aware, and I've known so, for a while, and. In something inside of me can't stay like that. Okay. So I have I have actively been moving forward to say, you know what, God, I need you to truly expose me for the person that I really am. And that's hard, right? Someone's knocking at the door. It's probably the Amazon person. Okay, so I have a question. You're a guy. You take a girl out. Do people still do that? Or is it more of a, you don't I, take her out, you just both go out? I hope to God they still take her out. Okay. No. I was, more, it's more mutual. Wait a second. Whoa. I was at a Chinese restaurant okay. at 12 o'clock in the morning. You're talking my language right now. In the with, middle of the night. With In the middle of the night. Wait, who are you at Chinese? <laughs> eating Chinese food at no, midnight. I'm sorry. It wasn't Chinese food. It was a sushi place. Better. It was awesome. It was in Fort Lauderdale. And I was with my with a girlfriend of mine, her husband. We were in a panel together. Okay. So I was speaking at a church. Right. And I had a Esther. Our, our friend, yeah, she, used to, yeah. she grew up in our youth ministry. Yeah. She's dating. Yes. And so I asked her, do men pay for your meal? Is that still a thing? She says, nope. I either have to pay for it or pay half. I ha She said she's been on multiple dates with several people. <laughs> oh, we'll take and, two, please, two checks. And they've never paid for her. But how does she feel about that? She says, I'm. well, we were talking about it, and she says, I, I feel very uncomfortable but that's what I have now. Right. That's the men that are can I ask, out there. Can I ask a hard question? Sure. Is that something women brought on themselves? And I, we actually talked about that. Wow, um, that's, that a that's a really good question. Um, 
we we talked about the fact that we've tried to um, take that away from men. Like I'm so independent that I don't need you. When in reality, we do need men, right? Me separate from you, I'm my own person. Right, for sure. I can stand alone. Together, there's something great that comes out of it. Right. You help me. You help me better. You help me move forward. Like there is a partnership there. Um, But we've swung the pendulum to the other side where it's like, well, I don't need anyone. And so now these guys are growing up saying, you don't need me, then you don't need my money either. Well, I don't think it's as sassy and with as much attitude as you just said that there. I think it's, I couldn't imagine dating right now if I if I wasn't married and I'm trying to find a woman because there are so many women out there that um, from what I hear and, and when I talk to people, I talk to guys, young men, um, that they, uh, in their strength and in and, 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 and their independency, um, have made it so like, I don't know if she'll be offended if I'm going to try to pay for this meal. You know, should I let her pay? Should should we split the check? You know, um, it's I heard an old story one time about a, a guy. He he got on an elevator <clears throat> with um, with two ladies and um, <laughs> he got on an elevator with two ladies and they go up a couple, you know, flights, whatever. And the door opens, he goes, ding. And he, and he kind of motions with his hand, like, you know, after you. Um, and she's just like, well, why, why do we have to go first? Why can't you go first? And he said, well, my mom always told me to, you know, open the door and hold the door for ladies. I thought I was in an elevator with two ladies, but apparently I'm not. <laughs> Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? Yikes. But like, that's kind of sort of, I think maybe some of the vibes some of the guys deal with, like, I was always grow. I, when I grew up, it was always about man. I'm a provider. I'm a protector. Yes. Um, man, I, I am. I am there for my woman. But at the same time, I'm going to do everything I can to put her on a platform. Uh, um, um, to to see her excel in life. And 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 I think Stacy and I have always worked like that. I want to see Stacy achieve her calling in life. I would feel so inadequate or like weird if I was not able to provide a meal for the girl I'm pursuing. On a date. And right. if she said something to me about that and like, oh, so you're going to, so I can't pay oh, for my own date's dates over. And I would be yeah. like, this is my gift to you. Yeah. It's a gift. I'm not doing this because you need me to. It's right. a gift. It's those two ladies on the, um, in the elevator are insecure. Yikes. You think they're insecure yes. or they're just like feminist on steroids? No, no, no. I think there's, no, they're, it's insecurity because they're, ta- they're, It takes a strength to be your own woman, to be independent, but also say, I need people. That is the strength. That's the strength that I have. When you dismiss the community of people, when you dismiss men that are, we're supposed to be in community together. We help each other. But when we have swung to the other side where it's like, I don't need you. I don't ever need you. No, we do. We need you. Hold the door open for us, gentlemen. Please, I can hold the door myself, but I want you to open the door. Please pay for the meal. Please do so. And if she has an attitude, she's not for you. I'm raising my son to hold the door, and he holds the door for me. Oh, yeah. My eight-year-old son holds the door for me. And other people. And, And he's got a father that teaches him that when we are walking on the sidewalk, if he is on a date and the girl is on the side where the cars are, to put the girl on the other side. 
as a protector. Absolutely. And my son, our son did that to me two weeks ago. Yes, I've been training my son that when you're walking on the sidewalk, the man always is the one closest to the traffic. My daughters know that also. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I hope like we shared enough information here. To, I mean, this is a, probably a topic that we could talk about for hours, uh, but this is in kind of a long episode. So we want to wrap this up here. Um, any final thoughts when it comes to helping people choose a mate? And again, it's not just for 22 year olds. This is for people that are in their 30s, 40s. There are people that I mean, I just said I couldn't imagine going into the dating world right now, but there are men that are now divorced, widowed, whatever, and they're 45. And like, well, I still got many years ahead of me, you know, people in their 50s and 60s, men's people in their 60s getting married, you know, like, what is it? You know, I think, are there any final thoughts? I think for me, one thing is uh, we talked about like your mission and direction is kind of the same, like where you're heading in life. But I think that your values are the same, are similar. So like what we just talked about. I can't imagine Joey, you know, marrying some super, super independent woman that says she doesn't need a man. You know what I mean? Right. No, the kind of girl that's going to fall for Joey is the kind of girl that, like, loves the fact that he holds a door, loves the fact that he, you know, knows how to talk to her and, 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 and respect her. And, right. Be gentle. Um, be gentle care for her. And tender. Empower her. Empower her. Like, she's going to luck out with Joey. You know what I mean? Um, but so I think, I think when you have those same similar values, it's kind of a big deal. I think, um, the, my final thought for how to choose a mate is, uh, assuming that you're a Christian, right? Um, I would like talk to your pastor or their pastor yes. and be like, Hey, I'm really interested in Sally. Is she, is she a good pick for me? Is like, yeah, all this stuff. Like. You need to get input from somebody that you can trust that's going to give you real data, not just like their friend, like, oh, my God, yeah, Sally's great. Right. No, like, yeah, Sally's go- kind of, she's working on some stuff. And, you know, I'm just not sure if she's ready yet. And yeah. Like, well, thank you for saving me 10 years of trauma. And now I have a split family. And like, Absolutely. Suck, dude. I see so many people rush into marriage skipping the red flags because you're so desperate to be married. I said it at the beginning of this show, it's better to be alone and single than married and miserable to the wrong person. God, I would hate that. Here's the thing. Um, when it comes down to what you just said, yes, I agree, a pastor, but more than a pastor, a mentor, your parents. If your parents have put 25, 30 years into you and you know, doing everything they can and running to practices and loving you and, 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 and you know, putting band-aids on your boo-boos, both physically and emotionally boo-boos, right. emotional boo-boos, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, like some guy or some girl comes in your life and your parents are like, that is not a good fit for oh, you. Wait, you're saying like it's 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 everything. It's not you're just saying pastor. as me as the man, like I need to ask my parents and stuff. I'm just saying in general, like if you've got three or four or five mentors, adults, parents in your life, ask them their thoughts. About the girl that you're dating. Yes. Or about the guy you're dating, whatever. So I was, I was like going the other way with it. Like I'm trying to find the dirt on Sally, making sure like is Sally who she says she is. But you're saying like, I should ask my surrounding people and be like, Hey mom, dad, do you really, is she good? And like really take it. Cause 
I would hope that they would be like, yo, you should not be with her. Or that's like, what I'm saying. And, and yeah. then if, if you have if the people that have loved you for yes, years. I see what you're saying. That's good. That you trust are saying, this is not good for you. Yes. Listen. Please. They're seeing something you can't see. It's not Hollywood. You're not dating the bad boy and all of a sudden he's the great guy and you, ha- you live happily ever after and all that. No, if there's somebody that your mom and dad are like, no, that's a, that's not a good fit for you, baby. You need to begin a conversation. Now, your parents could be wrong, but you need to at least hear from them. You need right. to sit down and begin a conversation with them to see, like, no, you don't know him like this. Mm. You know, let's bring him in. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I've seen so many so many young people and older people even just ignore everybody around them. Like, oh, I love her, so I'm going to marry her. And three years later, it's like, hey, what happened to her? Oh, yeah, we divorced. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it didn't work out. Jeepers. She's a raging alcoholic. Well, yeah, I could have told you that. Right. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, well, that was my closing thoughts. The The people closest to you are the one, the people closest to you are the ones that you need to ask because they know you the best. Right. You know, we they think, can see your blind spot. Absolutely. Yeah. We cannot see our blind spots. No matter how much, how well we think, like, well, I'm a good person or I'm, you know, whatever. I have good habits. I've, we all have blind spots. And the way you will find out those blind spots is if you ask those people that you can trust. All righty. Well, that has been a fun episode of Post Lunch. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, I uh, While we were at um, uh, our lunch spot today, um, Houndstooth Kitchen and Eatery, they have a dog wall. She says, I said, where's the water at? She said, oh, you can go fill it up at the dog wall. <laughs> and I was like, what? What's the dog wall? So I walked over. There's a wall of dogs. It's crazy. So people take pictures of their dogs. They bring them there. And so all, there's all these pictures of dogs. We ate dog food for lunch. Do you think? Um, do you think everybody <laughs> thinks their dog is cute? You know, how, like everybody thinks their yes. baby is cute. Yes, everybody do you think thinks everybody yes. thinks their Absolutely. dog is cute. Absolutely. Really? Yep. Because they remember their dog as a puppy, and every puppy is cute. You think every puppy is cute? Yeah, except for those dogs that have their tongue hanging out there and they have that like weird hair. Yeah. But every puppy is cute, and so when you say, "Oh, I love my dog. She's so cute," or "He's so cute," you're your reference is like you've had them for this journey like I know that Mabel is like my dog you know that I know that she's well I can see her eyes go the other way right she's lost in yeah they're cloudy now because she's getting blind